Hello there, you are listening to the very first episode of the Men in Gitch podcast, where two men who may or may not be in their gitch are telling you about all the video game news you missed. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Gage, and uh, I am joined by my good pal, Brandon. How are you doing today, Brandon? I'm doing absolutely fantastic, man. It is a lovely Saturday afternoon uh, here in the fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. I was going to say, it's actually a, a pretty warm day up here, too, in Canada, because uh, it's we're just now getting uh, into summer, and it's actually a decent day outside, so yeah, that man. is nice. Um, it was our first triple-digit day yesterday. Fuck off. Uh, fucking triple digits. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lovely, scorching hot day here in uh, in Vegas. Yeah, uh, 100 degrees is like, what, 40-something Celsius or something like that? Something stupid like that, yeah. Unbearable is pretty much what we're getting at. Yeah, man. It's, it's... Uh, so we've got a bunch of news. Pretty much the layout of this podcast is we're just going to fill you in on all the news that you may have missed. As of right now, we are aiming for a monthly format just so we have uh, a good plenty of things to talk about. We have discussed possibly moving that into a uh, you know two-week formula, but right now it'll be one month. And a couple of these news stories, we are kind of dipping back into it just because I think it's a something worth talking about. So have to bear with us on that but most of this stuff is game news you might have missed from the month of april and after that we do have some rumors to get into but right now we'll just stick it to news let's just get right into it with the first item on the agenda so ea is leaving the future of its franchises in the hands of its studios uh allegedly so this is coming from uh, games radar so ea's chief studio officer laura miel or melee which sounds way more rad so i'm just gonna say melee uh was uh. <laughs> she was uh speaking with ign and she said uh in terms of uh she was talking about respawn entertainment she said the t uh, that team will determine what the future holds for apex legends and titanfall i don't believe in directing or telling game teams what to create it has to come from the player community she said um, I'll take things that won't happen for 500, please. <laughs> and then see that, but that's also interesting that now Titanfall is having that, uh, Titanfall 2 is having that free weekend. So right. like we had talked about earlier, this potential to kind of get foot in the door for a Titanfall 3. For sure. If this is true and they are actually doing that, I think that's a great first step uh, because of what happened with Titanfall 2 and how it was butchered in terms of its release scheduling uh which was you know ea's decision so if they are sort of taking a more hands-off approach i think that's great i am not entirely convinced because ea has a horrible track record but if this right. is true this is fantastic because yeah titanfall 2 was was just a darling of a game and uh because of its release schedule it got totally cannibalized by battlefield and uh the opposition which would have been call of duty that year so yeah exactly pretty great stuff if that's true item number two uh this one you actually picked up uh bethesda art designer leaving potentially teases the starfield uh a, a starfield release is imminent and uh they do also have a copyright tease as well um yeah. did you want to get into that yeah so bethesda or zenimax had originally done the copyright for starfield in 2016 but in the early April, Bethesda has redone the copyright for Starfield, which they usually don't do that unless the launch of the game is within the next year or so, or at least the reveal of the game is coming up. And the art director that left had all of his projects he had worked on laid out on a table. Right. And at the very end of those projects, there was, like, what looked to be, like, two video game cases with a Starfield handkerchief over oh, the top of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Starfield, I mean, it's been in development since, like, 2018 with absolutely no gameplay leaks, nothing. Right. No talk about it. And now all of a sudden there's copyright for it. There's pictures of what could be to come. And E3 is right around the corner. 
Yeah, and uh, well, it's funny that you say uh, the development because I, th- I believe it's 2018 at the latest because uh, because right, the game studios, well... yeah, they're notorious yeah. for splitting off their their teams for you know somebody will keep supporting the game that they just released and then a small handful will go and work on pre production for something. So this thing has been in development for at least three years, if not more. Um, right. Yeah, I I think the the uh, the copyright is definitely really interesting, and I wouldn't be surprised if we get a summer uh, reveal at E3 with quite possibly an announcement that it's coming out soon. They did that with Fallout 4 in 2015 when they announced it at E3 and said, "By the way, it's coming out in six months," and that was fantastic. <laughs> yep, it actually came out the day after my birthday. Oh, nice, nice. Yep. I yeah. was pleased. That was a great. That was a great. Uh, a move that they did there. That was that was fantastic. And that would be great if they yeah. did that with uh, Starfield as well. So Sony uh, greenlights The Last of Us remake and rejects Days Gone Two. This is from a Bloomberg article. Uh, there's lots of really juicy details in there. Um, Days Gone, uh, uh, obviously, it did okay. I think it has like a seventy, around a seventy on Metacritic. Um, it sold okay. It sold pretty well. Uh, they rejected the sequel and actually put the Sony Bend, the studio that made Days Gone, on a development track for an Uncharted game that they didn't want to make. And uh, then they, get, they they finally broke away from that and they're making a new IP as of right now, I believe. But So people weren't happy about that. And then The Last of Us remake is getting kind of mixed reception because The Last of Us has already been remastered. <laughs> So this will <laughs> right. be this will be the third first Last of Us that we're getting, yep. which is yep. interesting. I mean, it is sort of their magnum opus, if you will. Um, I'm actually not too upset about it. I have a feeling that because they're putting it in the Last of Us Two engine and they're going to add all the gameplay tweaks and all that, I have a feeling they might bundle the two together and possibly release them on PC because that's another thing we're going to have to talk about later. Yeah. If that does happen, I'm not going to be so mad about it, but if it's still a console exclusive and they remake it, it seems a little bit like a waste of resources. Right, because I mean, they've sold 17 million copies of this game as of 2018. That's not even what it's probably up to now. Right. But 17 million copies between the initial launch and the first remaster. That is a lot of money that they've made off of this one game and that's probably why they're remaking it for the playstation 5 bump that up to 27 million total copies right exactly and what'll be interesting to see is are are people willing to shell out more money for this game right because like you said 17 million copies that's a lot that's a lot of copies out there and you know it's not one of those games where if you have three boys in the house that all three of them need a copy of it you know what i mean it's it's a game where you buy it and that's the that's the copy for the household so It'll be interesting right. to see if they can do enough to entice people to buy that game again, since it's already so beloved and it's aged really well. So, will I don't know if the you know the ability to go prone now is gonna do enough for people to <laughs> come back to it. <laughs> Although some of the animations and the fighting, I was thinking about this when I was playing The Last of Us Part Two. I was like, man, I wish I could play as Joel and do all this fucking crazy savage shit. So, I'm probably somebody who'll fall for it and buy it. But that's just because I'm a right. diehard Last of Us fan. So. It'll be really interesting to see what the public thinks of this as of right now. It's kind of split. A lot of people are like, this is super unnecessary, especially if it's at the expense of another game like Days Gone 2. So, right. We'll have... Or even if it's causing, like, because, you know, The Last of Us 3 has a plot outline, but no development. They could also be taking away from The Last of Us 3's development to remake the first game. Because, I mean, it's cookie cutter at that point. That's... They already have the first game. That is true, and uh, not to uh, not to forget as well that The Last of Us 2 Factions, their multiplayer game that was supposed to launch with The Last of Us 2, they said that they're delaying that, they're going to make it its own game, they've got that in the works as well. So yeah, they've got The Last of Us 3 outlined, they've got uh, this multiplayer game which was already supposed to have launched, so we have to figure is pretty late in development. Um, yeah. And then whatever new IP they might work on as well. There's a lot of things going on at Naughty Dog right now. I know they did recently hire a bunch of people as well, so I don't know if this is going to affect that, if they have a small team just porting stuff over. Who knows? Right. Who knows? But um, We'll find out eventually. Item number four, 
Jeff Kaplan is leaving Blizzard after 19 years. 19 years, man. That's a long time. It is. Yep. Big Daddy Jeff is uh, he's leaving. He's getting replaced uh, by his colleague Aaron Keller. Uh, he's been on the Overwatch team for quite a while. Not too worried there. Uh, I also do wonder if, similar to the Bethesda art director leaving, could be signaling that the game's close to being done. Overwatch 2, we haven't heard from it in quite a while. This could be a signal that he's done his contribution and he's now moving on. So maybe we get to see Overwatch 2 soon. That could be yeah. what that means. Fifth point, Jim Ryan is confirming that more Sony exclusives are going to come to PC, such as our uh, Days Gone in May. Yep. This is very exciting for uh, for uh, us PC players. Uh, you and I, um, obviously, we met on PlayStation. We have PlayStation. I grew up with Xbox, and now I've kind of settled into PC because if you have a PC, you can play all the Xbox games anyway. So um, this, is, this is nothing but good news. It, it's funny to watch people lose their shit and get mad that more people can play the games that they love. This doesn't... There's a lot of people... I've got plenty of friends who play on Xbox. There, are, there is a substantial amount of people who have no interest in getting a PC. Uh, this, doesn't, this doesn't affect anything negatively for the console sales. So I think that when uh, publishers like Sony and Xbox bring their shit to PC... It's just a net win. I don't see anything wrong with this. This is fantastic. Horizon didn't really do anything for me, so I didn't really rush to get that. Um, Days Gone, I was thinking about trying, so maybe I'll pick it up now. I, I can't wait for when they inevitably bring Ghost of Tsushima and God of War. God of War especially, the way that game plays, is going to be fantastic on PC. Yeah, I have, I have spent so much time in Ghost of Tsushima and God of War <laughs> that... I, I will I will shell out once they become available for PlayStation or P PC. Yeah, yeah. That's this is this is just good news. This is just all around good news. Uh, Jim Ryan, I actually have a quote here. Uh, There's an opportunity to expose those great games to a wider audience and recognize the economics of game development, which are not always straightforward. The cost of making games goes up with each cycle as the caliber of the IP has improved. Also, the ease of making it available to non-console owners has grown, so it's a fairly straightforward decision for us to make. I like that. I like that a lot because there is a lot of people wondering, well, does this, does this just sort of mean your lower caliber IPs will come to PC and you'll keep your Last of Us and your Uncharted on console? The sound of, the sound of his wording makes it seem like, hey, we can bring it to PC fairly easily. We get more money from it because games cost more to make now. It's a straightforward decision. That's great. Right. But you had a very valid point with his quote saying the, the games cost more to make because an interesting thing about like the PlayStation 4 and the PlayStation 5s, the consoles themselves are not profitable to Sony. They are reliant on video game sales. For sure. To actually make their money. Yep, it's they're they're getting you in the door with the hardware, which they are. Right. Even Xbox, the Series X is definitely being sold at a loss, and I'm I'm sure that the Series S is probably as well. If not, they're probably breaking even. But the Series right. X, there's no question in my mind that they're selling that at a loss. Uh, but they don't care. They're they're banking on you buying software because they get a thirty percent right. cut from anything on their store. Um, they get a hundred percent cut from the shit that they make. So. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it makes, like I said, it, it makes no sense to, to lock it off from PC, especially if that won't affect your console sales, which it almost certainly won't. I, I couldn't help but think when I was playing The Last of Us Part Two how much I would love to be playing this on PC. So hopefully right. that comes, and like we say with The Last of Us getting remade, if they bundle those two games together and then they decide to bring it to PC along with a PS5 release, that would be fantastic. I would be, I would be over the moon about that. Number six. So Jeff Grubb, Industry Insider, he suggests that Alan Wake 2 will be Remedy's first game published by Epic, which is interesting uh, because I would have assumed that Alan Wake IP was owned by um, Microsoft, but I guess not. So right. that'll be cool. I tried to give Alan Wake a go. Uh, it is a, a much older game and it looks really interesting, but there's just been too much stuff, other stuff to play. I think when I decided to sit down and play Alan Wake uh, Valheim launch, then that just gobbled up my soul <laughs> as well as it captivated the viking hearts within six million other people that's true yeah that game popped off um valheim is great by the way if you haven't played valheim go play valheim it's fantastic 
But um, yeah, so uh, Remedy stepping back into Alan Wake 2, that's that's pretty cool. I know the game gets lots of hype, and I'm sure it's fantastic. From like the hour I've played of it, it does seem really unique. So um, that'll be that'll be sweet if that turns out to be uh, what they are working on. Seven, Assassin's Creed Black Flag is going to get a sequel of sorts in an animated series. Ubisoft's television division is developing an animated Assassin's Creed but is being put off by a Far Cry animated series. So when I first found out about this, I was I was confused. But apparently they are being published by Netflix, so can't be too bad there. But I wouldn't get your hopes up for anything specific as neither show has a release date. Okay, so they're in development by Ubisoft Television. News item number eight, uh, big Xbox exclusives like the Fable reboot, Perfect Dark, and Everwild could be farther away than we think, claims Christopher Dring of Game Industry. Um, this all, but this sort, of, uh, this sort of report that he gave has been challenged by another industry insider, uh, ACG, stating that one of those games is closer than you think. I think, first of all, Perfect Dark is probably really far away. Uh, the initiative, yeah. which is the, their new sort of premium studio they put together in response to, I mean, probably Naughty Dog. <laughs> um, right. They put together a studio called The Initiative. It's in it's in L.A. It's, it's in the hub of the game industry down there. Um, and that was put together in 2018. So assuming they put pen to paper right away, uh, this game has only been in development for three years, and it's supposed to be their new premium studio. Uh, 4A, they're calling it now, which I hate. Just call things AAA. Stop it. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, I have no doubt in my mind that Perfect Dark and Everwild are farther away. I do think it's Fable that ACG is referencing because Playground Games, when they finished uh, development on Forza Horizon 4, which I believe was 2017, they started working on an unannounced project, which we now know is Fable. So that game has been in development for four years. I think that one could be an early 2022 launch or fall 2022 launch. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, do any of those games do anything for you? Are you looking forward to any of those? Um, just a fable. Cause I remember playing the, um, the original fable and I thoroughly enjoyed it. It definitely captivated me in a way that, uh, other games hadn't. Um, yeah, especially it, when there's like nothing else to do for sure and you know what fable it has such a unique atmosphere it's so like yeah. it's 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 at times horrifying and spooky and other times it's just ridiculous and and goofy it, it's it is a quite a great experience and uh i remember playing fable 3 which is not looked upon you know greatly but fable 3 was great fable 2 yeah fable these, these games are fantastic and xbox needs exclusives because that's the one thing that sony has always had over them is the exclusives they don't have really you know any games that draw you to buy the console so um i'm hoping that they can schedule these games out that's the big thing now is that they just bought bethesda or you know zenimax and they have all these studios now all they need to do now is sort of get it into a nice schedule where they have these games releasing on a semi-regular basis and put some money into these games, bring them up in quality, and then we can sort of see a, a, a good back and forth between them and Sony. So here's hoping that Fable is not as far out. I don't have any hopes for Perfect Dark or Everwild releasing before 2023. So, Right. Okay, so Battlefield. Battlefield, the mobile game, is in the works uh, with a release date sometime 2022. EA is taking an interesting approach to that as we know we have the COD mobile. Right. I guess they want to do a Battlefield mobile. I don't know how I feel about this because Battlefield is an inherently complicated game, especially yeah. compared to Call of Duty. You have, uh, if you're playing the game properly, you have, you know, so much communication going on. You've got 32 players on a team. Uh, as of right now, there's rumors that the next one will be 64 uh, players on a team, which would be exciting. But it's it sounds... Yeah. It sounds like the mobile market is the last place this game should be. Just again, there's so many controls, and uh, it doesn't. I, I don't. I don't know how I feel about this. I don't know how I feel about this at all. Now, the only way that can be redeemed is if, like Call of Duty Mobile, the game has controller support. So right, that's true. 
I mean, like, your controller, your Xbox controller, they are Bluetooth capable. You can Bluetooth these controllers to your cell phones. So. That's true. That is true. Maybe that's a way they'll redeem that. Now, here's the, here's the issue, though. Um, not everybody has a controller. Not everybody has a controller. And if you do have a controller, what's stopping you from just booting up the console next to you and playing the game properly? <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Like, it's this weird sort of thing. So, yeah, I don't know how I don't know how this will work out for them. I, I actually, uh, if, I have, if I have a prediction, I think this is not going to work out the way that they want it to. Um, right. A lot of the big publishers now, whenever somebody succeeds, the competition looks at that and goes, we got to get into that, even if it doesn't make sense for their game. So, I... Yeah, I'm not much of a mobile gamer, um, so I, I probably won't check this out, and I don't think it'll work out too well unless they strip back a lot of what makes Battlefield Battlefield, in which case it's not really a Battlefield game. So I don't really see right. this going well, but we'll have to wait uh, a year and see. No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky uh, got, got some very, very poor Metacritic scores when it first released back in 2015. But it released a, another major update. They've been on, on a roll with major updates. I think they've released three in the past year. Uh, bringing back in a whole bunch of new players and bringing back some old players. Yeah, No Man's Sky has had quite the redemption arc. I remember, yeah, I remember that game got really bad reviews. And, I mean, quite honestly, the marketing was very deceptive and it kind of earned a lot of that, but... They've added so much, not even just content, but actually game mechanics. Like I, I remember one of the big updates, they added base building, which just wasn't in the game before. Um, yep. They added like these giant freighter ships that you could control and uh, AI uh, NPC characters. It's Yeah, they've, they've come a long way, uh, similar to Rainbow Six Siege, a game like that, which also launched very rocky and then uh, sort of found its groove later on. Yeah. 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 So that's awesome. You love to hear it. You love to hear uh, the redemption and uh, just studios supporting games long after they've released. That's honestly, that's such a great thing. That's not really done a whole lot. So six years the games been essentially in development for six years. Yep. I remember, man, I remember the E3 reveal where it was like, it's supposed to be a Sony exclusive, you know, way back, way back. And uh, I just remember being so enamored being like, Whoa, there's that many planets. There's the, like, there's all this stuff, you know? So, um, number 11, some delay news, unfortunately. Back for Blood, which is the uh, Left 4 Dead sort of spiritual successor made by Turtle Rock, um, is being delayed into fall, along with the Xbox-published Sony-exclusive Deathloop, <laughs> which is <laughs> really weird to say. That's fucking how all this weird industry shit happens. Yeah, so that's... Uh, I'm not... I love Left 4 Dead, especially Left 4 Dead 2. It's one of my favorite games of all time. I've put countless hours into that game. I don't know how I feel about Back for Blood yet, um, but Deathloop did look fucking awesome, and uh, so the delay on that doesn't have me upset at all because that just means it's going to get more polish and more love. So anyone looking, hopefully, to play games in the summer, sorry, the drought continues. Uh, you're going to have to wait until fall, which is going to launch yeah. with so many games now. It's going to be stupid. Epic CEO Tim Sweeney purchases and donates 7,500 acres of Virginia forest and donates to the conservation to... Keep it a forest. Nice. You'll love to see it. Yeah. Um, yeah. What a guy. Epic, yeah, Epic has got a lot of, gets a lot of shade, and some of it deservingly so, but this is just a good, this is just a good thing. This is good. So. It feels good. It is, yes. We like forests. We like, we like critters. Uh, it's good to keep them around. <laughs> <laughs> Number 13, Battlefield 6, which is actually Battlefield 7, <laughs> teases uh, larger than ever before scale and destruction brought to life with next-gen consoles and PCs. And that's a direct quote, um, which is interesting because that might hint that the game possibly exclusive to next-gen, although more likely means that the next-gen version is the full version of the game and the current-gen will be stripped down. Uh, they did something similar with Battlefield 4 when that released in 2013. Yep. They had... Um, 32 versus 32 on the current or yeah the current gen consoles at the time and the last gen which was the 360 era only got uh, 16 v 16 so there were some features that were locked to uh, different generations so I think that's more likely I don't see EA dismissing all those sales on uh, old gen consoles especially with new ones being so hard to find definitely yeah yeah that's exciting to hear that Levolution is making its return, because that was a big thing for Battlefield 4, and then they took it away for 5, and now they're bringing it back for 6. Like, yep. That's pretty dope. 
Um, and the next bit of news is actually related to that. EA actually has four studios working on the next Battlefield. Uh, DICE, DICE LA, uh, Criterion, who helped them out with Firestorm and more recently has done uh, uh, Star Wars Squadrons, and EA Gothenburg, which I believe is more focused on the art and environment. But four studios, EA is going all in on Battlefield. Uh, it took an extra year off for its development cycle, which is exciting. You love to see that. Never a bad sign. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm really excited. Um, Call of Duty's gotten ridiculous in the last couple of years, and I, I'd, I'd like one of these rival franchises, be it Battlefield or Halo, to come out, do really well, and put Activision's feet to the fire a little bit because they're getting they're getting very complacent, in my opinion. Very much so. Like they most recently with their uh, with Warzone, they decided to take out all of Modern Warfare's assets per se they took out all the modern warfare weapons to make it strictly cold war um, weapons and equipment which i just think is absolutely ridiculous because people like me who put quite a decent amount of time in modern warfare and cold war having my modern warfare weapons and skins as well as also being able to have my cold war weapons I but actually didn't know that. That's ridiculous. That yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy, and but not at all surprising, <laughs> right. unfortunately. The Coalition, the studio behind Gears of War, has helped out 343 with Halo Infinite. Um, this was this happened fairly uh, recently. It didn't. It hasn't been going on since the development began, um, and a lot of people are pointing to the very rocky reveal where sort of some of the graphics and some of the textures were not up to par. Um, so this is, this is good news, uh, because Gears 5, while I didn't play it, is fucking jaw drop, just jaw droppingly gorgeous. That game is, yeah. that game is a looker for sure. And Halo is their prime IP, but it hasn't been their prime IP for quite a while. So I like that they're going all in and they are admitting when a studio needs help and giving that help. That's great. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's this is good news. Uh, Halo's definitely my favorite franchise, and uh, it's been rough because I did not enjoy Halo Five at all, and Halo Four was okay. So for me, <laughs> uh, twenty ten. It's been eleven years since the last Halo game I really enjoyed. So I'm really hoping yeah. that this one comes out and it sort of just rocks and brings Halo back to uh, to its former glory. So we'll have to wait and see. There hasn't been a set release date yet, but November 15th is the 20th anniversary of Halo as a franchise, so I would not be surprised if that is the release date. Sticking with our Microsoft and Xbox, Xbox Game Pass, 23 million subscribers. That is a lot. Um, I actually did the math on that, assuming it's $10 American per uh, subscriber, which, I mean, there's also Game Pass Ultimate, which is a bit more money. Uh, that yep. equals up to $2.8 billion of passive revenue per year. So that is awesome. Probably still not profitable yet, but it does go to show that it's one of these... It, it, Game Pass is a service that is one of those where with enough volume, it does become profitable. So um, that's great news. I have Xbox Game Pass. Uh, I think it's fucking fantastic, and especially it's extremely consumer-friendly. Um, and if you enjoy Xbox exclusives, they've already said that not only do they come out day one to Game Pass, but they never leave Game Pass. So your Halos, your Forzas, your uh, Gears of Wars, you just have permanent access to that as long as you have a subscription. So good news, good stuff. I am impressed. That's, that's a lot of subscribers. Yeah, sure is. Dying Light 2 Stay Human has been trademarked by Techland. They did this uh, rather quietly. Um, you can find this uh, with the trademark search website, uh, tmsearch.uspto.gov. It is official. It's confirmed. Um, I don't know if, to me, this kind of, it could be DLC, but it's a little early for that. So I'm kind of leaning towards this might be a battle royale mode that launches either with the game or shortly after where everybody starts off as a human and you have to sort of try and stay human, if you will. Right. Understandable. Yep. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I, Dying Light 2 has gone from one of my most anticipated games to something I'm, there's been a lot of stories that have broke about uh, a very tumultuous development cycle. Apparently the yeah. CEO is uh, constantly greenlighting and then axing uh, certain development uh, aspects of the game. Um, and pour on a game directors and exactly you got to know when to step back and let your people do what they do 
um, there's a huge expose that was released, a huge article um, where you could read about all the sort of shit that's happening. A lot of employees came forward. What's interesting about this is that um, some of the employees came forward saying that the CEO is seeing things in other video games and coming them and coming to the studio and telling them to put that in uh, to try and stay relevant. So that's why I'm thinking this is probably a battle royale for better or for worse. So we'll have to wait and see what happens with that one. Yeah, and it doesn't surprise me because a lot of these other big games are jumping in on the battle royale bandwagon. So Sony has re renewed the trademark for PlayStation Home until 2028, which is interesting because they axed PlayStation Home. <laughs> not too long ago yeah <laughs> so it's interesting i mean they could they could just be hanging on to the name in case they want to use it for something else but um yeah not only didn't they shut down uh playstation communities as well wasn't that uh yeah that was also part of the playstation home getting shut down yeah so a little weird there don't know what's going on with that but um any avid fans of playstation home i guess you've got a little bit of hope um right yeah <laughs> if you still want to use your playstation me there you go <laughs> other playstation news uh peggy has rated uh godfall for ps4 peggy being the esrb for uh i believe australia is it or is it uh the uk no i i, I think it's australia i think it's australia yeah so uh godfall which was pitched as a ps5 exclusive and i don't have the sales number on me but i don't think it performed super well yeah, it was originally a PS5 exclusive, um, and I was actually marketed it as, oh, this is what you can do with the power of the PS5. So you've already put the money into the game, so I guess bring it to a wider audience, although I don't think this will I don't think this will change the, uh, the fate of the game. Respawn hiring for a new IP. This is, uh, you can actually see this on the Respawn website, uh, but it was uh, brought to us uh, from Twitter, uh, Jason DeHarris. I don't like this. Please make Titanfall 3. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? They keep taking away from, uh, keep taking away and, uh, and giving elsewhere, and it's just kind of backwards. Yeah, it's it really sucks because it just shows you how one, one uh, you know, mismanaged uh, launch can really affect the future of a franchise because Titanfall 2 is in, in my eyes the perfect sequel it improved on everything it didn't it didn't have uh, it didn't miss out on stuff everything they needed to change they changed and just because of when it launched and the sale it got it kind of got put on the back burner I do know EA for a while told them that they are making something else and then now recently with the news that you know it's up to the studios well maybe they've gotten so much momentum with Apex and other things that they don't feel it's necessary to go back which is unfortunate because i felt like that was one of those franchises that could have absolutely rivaled call of duty uh, yeah it's it's uh it's upsetting but again respawn they're very talented um jedi fallen order did extremely well uh with reviews yeah. and sales so new ip maybe not the worst uh thing in the world but it does kind of hurt my soul a little bit because it means that we're even farther away from titanfall 3 but another interesting thing about since you brought up apex uh, the new, the new Apex Legend is actually a uh, like a former Titan operator mm. with in in the game art for that operator and skin. There is a Ronin Titan in the background, and there's talk of a like a three v three kind of TDM mode for Apex as well. So okay, Titanfall three might not be totally under the water under the bridge, right? Yes, and I, I do know, um, like we were talking about before we started recording, that uh, Titanfall's been getting a little bit of a resurgence as of late with people wanting to play the game to show EA that they still care, and Apex, like you said, uh, Titanfall content coming to Apex is kind of giving it a, a little bit of a resurgence, so who knows what'll happen, um, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, I'm sure the game will be great. Respawn's an extremely talented studio. Uh, Vince Vince Campella, he's he's got such a long history of, he's worked at uh, Infinity Ward and Visceral, and uh, he's, yeah, he's a very talented guy. I'm sure the new IP will be great. Firewalk Studios developing a new unannounced multiplayer IP for PlayStation. Yeah, this is, uh, this is really interesting as well. Lots of uh, studio veterans, or industry veterans, I should say, in this studio. Um, multiplayer, third person. So kind of interesting because they already have a lot of third person uh, games. But I guess PlayStation is kind of sticking with what they know. Um, I think there's some right. ex-Bungie devs at the studio as well, which is exciting. So 
not a lot of news on this one. Um, we don't know how long the game's been in development for. We don't even know what the game is, but uh, PlayStation right. is getting another exclusive IP and, and more importantly, a multiplayer IP because that is the one thing that PlayStation struggles with. It doesn't have a lot of multiplayer exclusive content. I mean, Firewatch Studios is also hiring in a lot of different positions, so it's very interesting that uh, that they got that going on, so maybe it's something big. Uh, so Knights of the Old Republic is getting a remake uh, developed by Aspire Media. This one has been confirmed by Jason Schreier, but actually a lesser-known YouTuber, Mr. Matty Plays, actually leaked that uh, back in February. Um, Aspire Media has actually really only done ports for Star Wars. They actually haven't been lead designer or developer on a game yet, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, I know KOTOR is like beloved by a lot of people. I was too young to really get into it, so if you like Knights of the Old Republic... Congratulations! You're getting a remake, which is huge. I feel like that's gonna that's gonna sell very well. Sony Santa Monica hiring for character concept artist for a new IP, which is like fantasy based. So it's kind of interesting to see what they got going on there. You know, Sony's not one for into fantasy, but yeah, it's uh, it's weird too because Sony Santa Monica obviously famously just did the uh, they've done all the God of War games, but most recently God of War reboot was absolutely fantastic sold so many copies beautiful game so it's it's really interesting to see them very quickly turn to something else they do have a a small splinter of the studio working on the sequel to me that just kind of i read this as they're extremely confident what their new idea is because usually developers and publishers especially like to play it safe if you come up with a product that's really great and it sells a lot well then you just make a number two which obviously they are doing with god of war ragnarok but the main uh the main group uh, i know Corey barlog the uh um the creative director of god of war he's actually working on the new ip not the sequel so yeah i read this as whatever idea they came up with they're extremely confident about and they're going all in on so that's great it'll be exciting to see what they actually do yeah definitely number 24 uh the steam summer sale dates have leaked uh surprise is another one um starts june 24th and ends july 8th so if you haven't heard and we're looking to save up some money for that that's when that starts so we still got a little ways to go but you can expect some good sales as always number 25 battlefield is gearing up for an announcement soon as their official twitter has updated their profile there that actually happened fairly recently uh, a couple days ago from when we're recording this which is uh, saturday may 1st so um shortly after this releases we might actually have a trailer or something like that um, makes you wonder is that going to be for our battlefield 6 title or is that going to be for our battlefield mobile title oh my god something it, totally new <laughs> they would be they would be so out of their minds if they did all that and it led up to a mobile really that i wanted to happen that'd be fucking hilarious <laughs> but i mean hey man it is definitely in the cards because that is something that is on the table yeah so what you guys don't have phones like i can't <laughs> just do that whole thing again that would be great Oh man, yeah. So yeah, more than likely Battlefield Six. I would I would kill myself laughing if it's uh, Battlefield. I want that to happen. That'd be fantastic. Xbox reaffirms its commitment to PC gaming, confirms that Halo Infinite will be crossplay, and lowers its cut on the Microsoft Store from thirty percent to twelve percent. Yeah, that's uh, that last part's pretty big. They're they're trying to put some pressure on Steam. Steam famously takes thirty percent, which is not unusual. Um, but uh, when Epic Game Store uh, came out, and as a competitor, their their big pitch was that they're only taking 12% of a cut from all sales, so the developers get more. Steam held its ground and didn't do anything, and now Microsoft is doing the same. They're they're lowering their cut as well. Um, Microsoft Store needs a big rework. So this is uh, this is this is cool. But Microsoft Store is like nobody even thinks of Microsoft Store when they think about web launchers or, or PC launchers. So that's good stuff. Um, Halo Infinite being crossplay is kind of I, I was expecting that. What's interesting is that in the article they note specifically that it's multiplayer, and the Master Chief Collection on PC as of right now doesn't have campaign co-op. So I don't know, or sorry, uh, campaign uh, crossplay. So. It'll be really interesting. I don't know if they're running into an issue with the netcode or how that works, uh, if it has to do with frame rate, with consoles being locked and PCs uh, having variable frame rates. Um, But I hope they figure that out because, I mean, there's going to be lots of people out there who want to enjoy arguably the biggest part of Halo, which is the story together. 
So I hope that they figure that out. But crossplay multiplayer is a good start, especially since it's free to play. So lots of people going to be uh, jumping into that. Hopefully, let's see. We're just going to jump to uh, twenty eight. Twenty seven was just that uh, Last of Us Part Three has been the story has been outlined by Neil Druckmann. The game's not in development. We touched on that earlier. So um, yeah, Last of Us Part Three is potentially going to be a thing, but not as of right now. Um, and they've got so much shit on the go right now that I'm guessing that we won't see that game for another... We won't even know of that game for at least another five years or so. Um, but number 28 is that uh, uh, Housemark, the developer behind the newest game, Returnal, they actually uh, thanked, they publicly thanked Sony for taking a chance on Returnal, um, which, is, uh, which is really great to see because, as we're talking about, a lot of publishers like to play it safe. And Returnal is a third-person shooter roguelite, which is not something you hear very often. And, uh, yeah, it's getting great reviews. I believe it has uh, – it's in the 80s on Metacritic right now. Um, wow. So, yeah, you love to see it. You love to see big publishers taking chances on new things. So, um, yeah, Housemark publicly thanking Sony for that is is good stuff. Uh, o Interactive is making an Xbox exclusive that will be a medieval fantasy third-person action game codenamed Project Dragon. Yeah, this is this is interesting. There were rumors flying around that Microsoft was looking to acquire IO, um, but I don't know if that's if that has any uh, validity to it. But this is certainly giving that more context. Doom Eternal adds microtransactions after creative director told players before launch, the quote Eternal is a sixty dollar game, not a free to play or mobile game. We are giving you a complete experience with no store, just like you expect. Oof. Can we yeah. get a big oof in the chat? That's, that's, uh, you don't love to see that. Going back on your word. Going back on your word. Doom Eternal is also a really weird game to try and do. You're running around so fucking fast that you're never gonna see what anyone's fucking wearing or. Yeah, right. it's really strange. Don't know why they did that, especially since Doom Eternal, Doom Eternal, and Doom twenty sixteen. They they've been getting so much positive hype. You know, it's it's a weird thing to do. To uh, especially they just released a paid expansion as well, so a bit of a misstep, uh, on my opinion. And the last piece of news for today is Toys for Bob, the studio behind Crash Bandicoot four. Uh, they've been turned into a Call of Duty support studio, along with almost every other studio that Activision owns. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, it's, it's rough. It's Activision, man. It's, they're, they're, uh, they're very business oriented, uh, more so than most publishers. And it, it's just, it's really upsetting to see that, especially because, uh, Crash Bandicoot 4 got really great reviews. Uh, so, you know, it really sucks. A lot of these studios... Uh, they're never going to get to work on what they want. I was actually talking to my friend about this recently, but people forget that The Amazing Spider-Man 2, which is a beloved game, was actually made by Treyarch. So they've done a, they've done some shit before Call of Duty that was really good, and oh, yeah. they'll almost certainly never do it again. So, Right. And who knows, with you know Crash Bandicoot developers now working on Call of Duty, maybe we might um, frag grenade into an apple. <laughs> Just lob pineapples at people's heads. <laughs> yeah that would be great i mean honestly like who are the kidding they've already got anime guns and shit like that so just just do right. it just lean into it just get stupid with it um so that's all of the pieces of news uh we have a little section here for the nerds that want to know all this shit but we have some company earnings stuff uh the quarter just uh the first uh or i guess the last fiscal quarter of 2020 just came up so um Xbox has reported that all their overall gaming revenue is up by 50%. Software services are up by 34%, and hardware is up by 232%. Um, they don't give... Xbox has stopped giving uh, hard numbers, like sales units and stuff like that, uh, after the Xbox One generation, because it was just embarrassing. And uh, I think I think PlayStation's outsold them, like, almost three to one that generation so we it's it's kind of hard to compare because uh for sony's we actually have actual numbers 7.8 million ps5 sold uh and 24 billion dollars in gaming revenue over the past year uh which is actually double the global box office for that year um now obviously covid would have affected that but still huge numbers um so both of them are doing really well which is great um, 7.8 million consoles sold even with this chip shortage with how difficult it is to find a playstation 5 just imagine 
how many of the resales have happened as well. That would be a really interesting stat. It would be impossible to track, but that would be really interesting to to know yeah, how much money has been made just from reselling these things. Now we get into the juicy stuff. We've got a section dedicated to rumors. Um, everything talked about before uh, with leaks from people like Jeff Grubb and Jason Schreier, we put that in the news section because they're, uh, they're well-known, they're very reputable. Everything in this rumor section, just take it with a big old plate of salt. We have no fucking idea if this is true or not. Um, actually, one of the items we have in here, I'm going to have to delete because it actually was confirmed that it wasn't true. So let's get rid of that. Um, but yeah, we're going to jump into the rumors now and speculate a little bit. Uh, rumor number one is that COD 2021, being developed by Sledgehammer and has the working title Vanguard, may not release this year. Instead, new content released from Modern Warfare. Um, this comes from Twitter from somebody called the Mod the MW2 Ghost. Um, I doubt this a lot. Yeah. Uh, Activision has no problem putting out broken games. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, I have no doubt in my mind that Vanguard is struggling because Vanguard, uh, or whatever it was, it is actually called, was supposed to re release in 2020. But famously and notoriously activision pulled them off of that and actually pushed up cold wars schedule so that it released instead the dev cycle is getting real weird now i don't know what's going on um but this is probably why activision has so many studios now has turned them into support studios because they're probably getting everybody all hands on deck to get this game in a playable state for this november um this is probably a bunch of bullshit and uh yeah, so you're not getting new content from Modern Warfare if if I'm putting my two cents in. And I and I hope not because it wouldn't make sense for them to be working on two different major IPs at the same time. Like, why would they be working on Modern Warfare and Cold War when they've already released Cold War and are slowly phasing Modern Warfare out of Warzone? So exactly, yeah. And what'll be interesting to see is if they continue the Warzone integration, right? Because this game is all but confirmed to take place in World War II. So if they do that where now you have World War II weapons in Warzone and then eventually they phase out all the Cold War weapons, well, people are just going to be like, well, this isn't fun. Like, you know, I, I grinded for this for this M4, for this whatever, and now I have to use a fucking, you know... PPSA. Exactly, yeah, something like that. Or the fucking bar or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do, um, especially since they've kind of set this pattern with Warzone integration, so... Who knows what happens. Um, uh, the only other piece of news I have to add to this is that it has been confirmed that the new COD 2021 will be in Warzone's engine, uh, which is exciting because I was actually hyped for Modern Warfare after not being hyped for Call of Duty for a long time, simply for the fact that it was a new engine for the first time in like 20 games. Yeah. Uh, and then they, they t went back a step for yeah. Cold War, and yeah. now they're going forward again. So at the very least, it'll probably be very pretty. Uh, Forza Horizon 5 is rumored to be set in Mexico from Twitter, uh, Jeff Grubb. Yeah, interesting, because when the rumors were flying around that it was Japan, I was like, that's a fucking no-brainer. That's, that's brilliant. Um, yeah, that would be awesome. That would be really great. Uh, I'm not familiar with a lot of the sites and, and notable places in Mexico. Uh, maybe it's just as gorgeous, but, um, yeah, I would have, I would have definitely thought that Japan was uh, a no-brainer, but... Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this game turns out. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, Playground Games is has been making the Forza Horizons for a very long time, and this will be the first Forza Horizon that's not developed by them. So hopefully it turns out great. I'm sure that they probably had a, a, a decent handover process where people from Playground Games were like, okay, this is the engine, this is what we're doing, you know. So, yeah. that's yeah. Uh, It'll probably be another great racing game. Forza Horizons are another one of those safe games where they come out and they're gorgeous the customization's great you drive around you do things so now you'll be doing bro, it in mexico bro, i'm in my mom's car <laughs> exactly a leak uh leaker claims that mafia 4 will be set in las vegas and you will be playing as a cop that can either fight the mob or join them there's no proof to huge take them with a huge grain of salt but uh it's got a friend that works at esrb canada approving subtitles for the game right definitely a 
uh, my friend's friend friend knows something about something. So I don't okay. <laughs> The only reason I actually think this might be true is that it says that the guy specifically said ESRB Canada and Walmart Canada is infamously known for leaking shit. So, um, right. <laughs> yeah, we just can't keep our mouths up, our mouths shut up here apparently. So, um, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, so that would be interesting. Um, yeah, Mafia Four. Yeah, we haven't. Seen, Mafia Three came out uh, quite a while ago now, so it'll be interesting to see uh, what goes on with that franchise. It's weird. It's kind of one of those sub franchises that Take Two has, so you don't really hear a lot about it until it's ready to go. So we would have no idea if they weren't making one because they just wouldn't say anything. And see, I like. Like the idea of Mafia Four being set in Las Vegas, as we do, we have a huge mob history. It's kind of a no-brainer. Right. Like, our hotels on the Strip have tunnels interconnecting each other because of the mob to transfer money hotel to hotel. Yeah. The, the Sands Hotel was owned by um, the mob. Like, it's just, it would be really cool. It would, and and I think the last, I believe all three of those games have taken place in the same location, so it would be right. nice uh, to definitely shake Good things up. Fresh scene. Yeah, and uh, I actually I didn't uh, I didn't know about uh, how how much uh, mob history you guys had there, but uh, Lost by the mob, dude. Yeah, I mean Las Vegas is just a, I mean like playing you know playing this sort of chaotic uh, open world shooter like down the strip like that just looks awesome, right? That just is a that's a great idea so i hope this yeah. is true but like i said there's no proof given there's nothing so you know it's you have no way of knowing whether or not uh this is true but it's a great idea nonetheless and the last rumor which is uh perhaps the most interesting is that um rise 2 is in the works and it might be multi-platform and this is actually from wccf tech uh they have uh done actually some pretty legit things uh recently so uh that's weird rise i don't know of anyone who's a diehard rise fan but i guess you're getting another one and it's multi-platform like i, I yeah it, it's weird yeah. that's really but yeah if you enjoy uh, a game that is entirely quick time events then uh surprise <laughs> you got there you go you got another one coming yeah that is that's the first episode of the podcast that is all the gaming news that you might have missed and some juicy rumors and some uh company earnings if you're a nerd like us so <laughs> this is uh that's it if you enjoyed it then uh consider sticking around we are going to be filming on a monthly basis and um we've got some good stuff coming up we're in the month of may now uh obviously june's right around the corner that's that's e3 month lots of exciting stuff to talk about so yeah if you like having a podcast where all of your news is put into one easy to digest place then like i say consider uh sticking around and watching the next one any final notes there brandon for our three people that are listening i don't think i could have summarized it any better like if you enjoyed what you heard if you'd want more of it let us know have anything that you would want us to look into let us know that sounds good. And uh, as we record more, we're going to get much better at the intros and outros, I promise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Production quality will improve. It can only go up. It can only go up from here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if you're listening to this, I hope that you are staying safe and uh, that you have a wonderful month. Well, now, see, since you say production quality can only go up, so the next... For our next go around, we have entire next podcast with like five dollar headsets, and just crank the audio gain on our mics so that it's just you're getting constant fuzz. It's a fantastic idea. We should do that. Um, uh, yep. I've 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 never heard of a of a podcast being so outwardly aggressive to its three listeners for no reason at all. But sure, let's do it. <laughs> oh man, yeah, leaving the future of its franchise in the hands of its. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, I have no idea if I'm keeping this in or not yet. But anyways, it's been fun. Um, yeah, we will see you guys in about a month's time. And we will have lots to talk about by then.